This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Beautiful Thursday, May 7th. We're getting into, it is May 7th? That doesn't seem possible. It's May 7th. We're going to be getting into Acts 24 in just a little bit because we're on a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. What we do is read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word, and then we get together. Uh, we do that alone, and then we get together at the studio here, and we read the chapter on the air. We talk about whatever God wants us to talk about in it. We're kind of just trusting Him to speak to us through the Word of God, because every Word of God is uh, God-breathed. It's alive. And so uh, we're going to get into the Word here. Uh, just praying for you guys. Want to know? Want you to know that that we know it's been a trying time, trying uh, really almost two months. Nothing like this in my lifetime has ever happened before. Some people say it's the most stressful time ever, and I would say you know probably not. I would say World War Two, World War One, things mm-hmm. like that were much more stressful. Much more commitment was needed for those, and I'm not just saying that because I'm old. Because I didn't go through either of those events. Mm-hmm. I'm not that old. Uh, the Vietnam War certainly wasn't more stressful for us here, but it was certainly more stressful for the young men and women who went over there. I think the uncertainty <clears throat> following 9-11 was pretty challenging. Was, yeah, and not I'm with you, not to underplay no. the, the severity of what we're in now. Not at all. But, you know— We just got to be careful saying yeah. that, oh, this is the worst thing ever to happen to the earth. Well, 1917, the Spanish flu was a lot worse, you know, as far as millions dying. Uh, I am so grateful for, uh, you know, the advancements in medicine and all the things that have gone on to help us be smarter. And, you know, there was a time when we didn't even understand what person-to-person contact was, Mm. you know, and what alcohol did to germs and all of that stuff. I just thank God for our doctors and, you know, first responders, nurses, you know, healthcare workers on any level. Whether you're, you know, the guy taking care of sanitation, you're working on mechanical. Uh, my son, son-in-law, which is really a son to me, uh, does uh, air conditioning at, at a hospital in the area. And I know that everybody's been working really hard to do a great job. And we're so grateful. Uh, this could have been maybe the worst Amen. thing to ever happen and wasn't. And we're grateful for that and grateful for all the hard work. Anyway, we're getting, we're coming out the, out of it now. We're moving through it. We're going to, uh, to this will be a, a, a memory, mm-hmm. and uh, we want to move forward throughout this whole time, though the Word's been important to us. I have Pastor David Gammon here with me today uh, to do uh, Morning Breath, Get in the Word. How you doing, Pastor David? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing Good. great. Well, I'll tell you what. Morning Breath is a great way to get into the Word. Uh, we want we encourage you guys to jump in. What we do is we read a chapter the night before, then we read it the morning of. We come to our Merritt Island location. We have a recording studio, and we talk about what God breathed onto our hearts. How you can jump in and find out what that chapter is is go to our website at eccc.us, and you can see right there. You'll see the Morning Breath icon. Click on that. You'll be taken care of. But pretty much the best way to get anything from East Coast Christian Center, whether it's Morning Breath our app, our, our um, weekend worship experience, whatever it is, our small groups, the events we've got going on, outreach to the community, go to our app. 
I, I know I just said go to our app to get our app. That makes no sense. But our app has everything that you'll need to honestly have a, uh, a really healthy Christian culture inside of your walk seven days a week. And we want to encourage you to just go to your mobile app store and put an East Coast app. We'll have a little like white-ish cross on a blue background. Download that and you'll be taken care of. And if technology and this stuff isn't your thing, man, we got you to call the church at 321-452-1060 yep. and we'll take care of you. Yep. We'll send you one out in the mail. How you doing today, Nick? I'm doing good. <clears throat> We're going to, you know, it's Mother's Day this weekend. I know it'll probably be a lot different Mother's Day for a lot of people still with, you know, it's just coming out of in Florida, out of our social distancing stuff and, you know, gatherings and, you know, under 10 people still and all that's going on on social gatherings. Uh, retail's opening up and restaurants and all that. So we'll see where that all goes, but we're, we're praying that you have a great Mother's Day. And we got a lot of great Mother's Day resources available on our website. Uh, on our app. You can go to our Facebook page as well. Another way you can connect that way. So we're going to get into the chapter. We're reading uh, Acts chapter 24. Uh, This is really, uh, I don't know if you looked at this kind of night court TV you're Mm -hmm. going into here and and, uh, understanding a little bit about how things work back in that day. So uh, I'm going to read first and uh, we've got how many verses we got here to deal with? 27. 27. Well, I think I'm going to read 14. Let you read the last 13. Will that work? Perfect. And Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. New King James for me. What about you? New King James. Okay. Now, after five days, Ananias, the high priest, came down with the elders and a certain orator named Tertullus. These gave evidence to the governor against Paul. And when he was called upon, Tertullus began his accusation saying, see that through you, we enjoy great peace and prosperity is being brought to this nation by your foresight. We accept it always and with all places, most noble Felix, with thankfulness. Nevertheless, not to be tedious to you any further, I beg you to hear by your courtesy a few words from us. We have found this man a plague, a creator of dissension among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, and we seized him and wanted to judge him according to our law. But the commander, Lysias, uh, came by and with great violence took him out of our hands, commanding his accusers to come to you. By examining him yourself, you may ascertain all these things uh, of which we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, maintaining that these things were so. Then Paul, after the governor had nodded to him to speak, answered, Inasmuch as I know that you have been for many years a judge of this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself, because you may ascertain that it is no more than 12 days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone nor inciting the crowd, either in the synagogues or in the city, nor can they prove the things of which they now accuse me. But this I confess to you that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without to have a conscience without offense towards God and men. Now after many years I came to bring alms and offerings to my nation, in the midst of which some Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with a mob nor with 
tumult. They ought to have been here before you to object if they had anything against me. Or else let those who are here themselves say if they found any wrongdoing in me while I stood before the council. Unless it is for this one statement which I cried out, standing amongst them, concerning the resurrection of the dead, I am being judged by you this day. But when Felix heard these things, having a more accurate knowledge of the way, he adjourned the proceedings and said, When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will make a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty, and told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for or visit him. After some days when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now he, now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, Go your way for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given him by Paul, that he might be released. Therefore, he sent for him more often and conversed with him. But after two years... Porcius Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix wanted to do the Jews a favor and left Paul bound. Amen. <clears throat> well, what stood out to you, Pastor David? Let me start there. I had a couple of things that stood out, and, and just as a little summation here, it's entering, in, in, interesting to me, you know, this Tertullus, this, this guy is, uh, I don't know, he's the kind of like the devil's lawyer himself, maybe. Super slick, smooth, schmoozing. Is that a good word we can use on the radio? Schmoozing Felix, almost noble. Now, Paul was polite, too, and, you know, spoke highly of him. But all that stuff, it's kind of an inside picture of all this stuff going on. And one of the things I asked, and this may be a crazy question, is how did Luke know all this stuff? Right. Did he talk to Paul about it? Was he there? You know, how did that all go? And it almost seems like he had to be a witness to it, mm-hmm. you know, firsthand witness to know all these things. How did he know that Felix wanted money, mm-hmm. uh, a bribe? Uh, you know, I don't believe we put assumptions in the Bible. Nope. You know, some guys' assumptions, I believe this is the word of God. So uh, maybe Felix actually asked for it, you know, or had one of the guards say, hey, you know, Felix said if you give him a grand, he'll let you go or whatever. All that's kind of just that backstory of looking at life and how we have reporting today and how that all makes the headlines and how yeah. much of it's true and how much of it's false and blah, 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 but blah. But that's, that's <clears throat> honestly, that's like, that's our culture. Yeah. That's our culture. And yeah, feel me on is. this, if you're listening to this now, um, maybe you're a, a guy and I've heard this, they say, you know, you know what most businesses settled on the, on the golf course? Um, not the not the um, boardroom board or something and, like that. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, women out there that are running their own businesses, you might be told, "Hey, you know what? You wear a little bit shorter of a skirt, and maybe you flirt a little bit more. You'll get a little more business your way." That's the world's way of thinking. Come on. And what they're doing is they're they're putting in front of Paul the bait to white to to operate the world's way. And he won't take it. Mm-hmm. And you might look back at this and say, "Guess what? He could have left then when." Felix was meeting with him for two years, but we don't know. And I, I have to check. I'm, I'm, I'm like, keep in mind we don't do a studious report on these chapters. We don't know if we would have the Book of Ephesians then. Yeah. 
We yeah. don't know if we'd have the book of Philippians yeah. then. Right? And he mostly wrote these inside this prison term that we'd have. So to say, oh, freedom was the best option, I often don't say that because you know what? God still works miracles in ways that are not comfortable. And just because Paul was not deep, Paul never put his value on his comfort. He put it on his being used by God. And he saw him being used by God, so he stayed in the pocket, and he kept doing what God was calling him to do. And I want to encourage you that you don't need to wear a shorter skirt. You don't need to flirt. You don't need to hit the golf course. You don't need to be in the inner boy circle. You just need to follow what God's saying to you. Yeah, and you know, there, this really brought out, if you look at the last chapter in verse 11, says, the following night, the Lord stood by him mm. and said, be of good cheer, Paul, for you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must bear witness at Rome. Come on. So he's already got this in his back pocket, mm. what, what he's supposed to do. And so, yeah, he could have gone the world's way and bribed somebody mm. and said, hey, I'm out, I'm free, I'm doing what I want now. But he didn't want to do what he wanted because everybody gave him words not to even go to Jerusalem. Because there was going to be trouble and bondage and, you know, mm -hmm. Agabus t testified and, you know, different people and, oh, you know, you're going to really have problems when you get there and don't do it and da-da-da. And he said, what are you trying to do, break my heart? I'm doing what I feel like God's telling mm -hmm. me to do. And he had this in his back pocket. And he probably needed, you know, cheering up at that point. Right. Probably needed some encouragement. Well, as he's dealing with this, you know, one time I was uh, in Mexico and I actually brought Matt with me, and uh, we were driving into Mexico with a guy who started like 100 churches, and uh, they wanted me to have a letter from his mom, a notarized letter, which I didn't know I needed, to get to take him in and out of the country, because I guess some people, if they're in a marriage spat, take their kids and leave the country with them, hmm. and I had no idea, and so they offered to let me in without having that proper documentation for a small fee. Right. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. No, thank you. I'm not doing anything illegal. Uh, there's nowhere that you said in, you know, that I could see anywhere in law that I had to have one. And the guy from from Mexico said, you know, this is just the way we do business. You know, this is just how it has to go. And I said, no, I don't think so. Not going to do it. And uh, maybe I was young and a little bit dumb at that point. That's been a long time ago, 30 years ago. But I refused to do it. And you know what? Before... You know, it took us about six hours. We got through. Come on. They realized I wasn't going to yield and I wasn't going to do it. And finally, they're like, we're wasting our time. Let's let this guy in. And they let us in. But, uh, you know, you're going to do the world's way or God's way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. You know, by doing it God's way, did we miss a big accident? By doing it God's way, did we miss a big problem? Mm -hmm. I can't tell you that. But I do know that God's way is better. Come on. It's safer. And Even if it doesn't appear safer. And here's the whole deal about this too, Pastor David, and I'll let you tear it up after this, <laughs> is here he had a word from God Come on. and things weren't easy. Yep. I mean, he had a shipwreck he almost died in. He had, you know, all this stuff. He's on trial. They're doing this. They're doing that. And he spends two more years in prison after having a word from God. Yeah. I'm with you. No problem. You're going to testify in Jerusalem. You're also going to testify in Rome. And, and it's like, okay, no problem. It looked like a problem to me. 
And it's crazy because here's here's another thought. Um, we read this and we're like, oh, wow, Paul was being accused and Paul was on trial. If you are a believer, hear me now, you will be accused and you will be put on trial. You will be judged by your coworkers. And you will have people that watch you looking to have an accusation of your faith. Oh, well, they go to church, but look at what they do on the weekends. Or they go to church, but look how they talk. And they're looking to steal the Jesus from your testimony. All right? And that's something very important to me. Is drinking a sin? I'm not answering that question because I'm answering the question of how am I going to get Jesus to people? Is, you know, watching that TV show a sin? My faith walk isn't leading sin first. It's leading getting Jesus first. And when something hinders that, I start saying, well, hold on a second. Has a sin mindset crept crept into our life? Has a sin culture crept in? Because we got to get it out now. And what happens all too much is is the world looks for that. They look for something and and other Christians look for it towards other Christians, which is a huge pet peeve of mine. I'll just go on this little rant right here. Do not be the type of Christian that looks over at another believer and says, I don't even know if they're saved because of what they're wearing or maybe what they did that weekend. We are called to be witnesses. We're called to edify, encourage, uplift. We are not called to judge the salvation of our other believers because we don't know what they've been through. That's right, right, brother. So, man, we might need to encourage them and set a good example out for them, but to sit and be like, I don't even know if they're saved. Praise God because that's not your job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could go on a long tangent with that, but I think I'm going to go this direction. Verse 15, Paul, as he's starting his, uh, his uh, you know, what he's going to speak to to Felix in this situation, he says, I have hope in God. Mm, come on. And to me, that's a, a really key statement. And I heard this some, t- some time ago. I don't know who said it or where I heard it, but when when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. Wow. When you're down to nothing, God is up to something. Romans 15, 13 has a lot of great things to say about hope. For me, hope is uh, is kind of like a blueprint. You know, we're working on building a building in Vieira, and, you know, that's not gone away. That's still in existence. We're still going to do that. And so I'm getting blueprints on what the building will look like. And there's no building. It's an empty lot. In fact, it's still a weed infested, you know, there's probably some rats that live there, a raccoon or two, and some mm-hmm. other crazy residents of that little five acre piece of property over there. But but I have a blueprint of what it's gonna look like. Come on. And that's what hope is. Hope is a picture of a future state better than the one today. What a lot of people struggle with through this COVID-19, you know, coronavirus thing we've been through and social distancing and you know, it's tough having 10 grandkids and not being able to hang out with them, especially mm-hmm. for my wife, because I've, I've been as busy or busier, actually, than I'm normally mm-hmm. in my church setting. But uh, my wife hasn't been, and it's been ho- much harder on her. And without hope of a future state better than today, of restoring our relationship with our family and Carolyn being able to take Adeline... Uh, shopping at the thrift store and all the things that she likes to do with our granddaughters and, you know, cook or do whatever, or, you know, just the many things that she loves to do with our grandchildren. Um, without that hope, see, hope's a blueprint. See, hope is that w- the word should paint a picture in you of what God has promised. Then you add faith to that picture. That's how you see the word of God come alive in your life. And so hope is so very important. 
You know, and there's two kinds of hope. There's natural hope from natural circumstances, which that's part of the problem. A lot of people have lost that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why the Bible says hoping against hope. That's godly hope against natural hope for something incredible against all hope, believing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's against all natural hope, not godly hope. There's a godly hope knowing that if God be for us, who can be against us? You know, and, and that kind of hope or picture is painted in your heart and life by looking at the Word and believing the Word. Mm. And so hope's a big deal in this chapter, and Paul has it. Now, does he ever have moments where, where it fades? I think it does. But many times during those moments, God shows up to encourage and to really help him in the situations. And like when the ship has get, been in the storm for so many days, God shows up and says, you're not going to lose anybody. I love that the um, the the Felix says, "Hey, I've got to take a moment." And now he wanted a bribe too. Yeah, and and I get that. Yeah, but also too, we can't underestimate the power of the word, and we can't underestimate the power of a testimony, and what it can do in somebody that it can set them back and it can cause them to have to take a step back. And I love what you're saying, Pastor Ed, because. That's one thing where we drastically differ than other people is that our hope, how he says, hope in God, that our hope is attached to something bigger than ourselves. Everybody that put their hope in their stimulus check and as quick as it came in is as quick as it's going to go out and they're going to realize that hope will go out with it too. But all of a sudden he said, I put my hope in God, realize that there is a, a higher uh, a higher calling, a higher purpose, a higher push, a higher force involved. So we're able to stay steady. And I love that when, when people see that, it makes them take a step back sometimes and have to take a look and say, wow, that's different. Because my, because in all honesty, for a lot of people that put their hope in the natural, like Pastor Dan's saying, um, hope actually hurts. And you know, some of us that put hope in God the wrong way or in a different way, hope can hurt. But when we have that resilience that Paul has, that he has submitted his will to God's will, he says, my hope is in God, and that the outcome that's going to come of this is going to be from my Father's hand. And if it's from my Father's hand, then it's good. It gives us an endurance to stay inside and persevere longer, um, regardless of what the circumstances are around us. Yeah, and you know, when you look at this, you just say, oh, that's a Felix guy, and his wife, Drusilla, what, I mean, what was she like, you know, Dracula's daughter? <laughs> actually, just so you know, she is actually Cleopatra and Anthony's daughter. Really? Yeah, she is, this is like, this is like Jay-Z and who's he made to? Beyonce. Beyonce. These are very famous, very high-level people. Paul's not just testifying to the local you know, county commissioner, no offense to our county commissioner. I'm not saying that to put you down. He's testifying to the vice president and his Mm -hmm. wife type of situation. These are, you know, Herod Agrippa's, uh, Herod Agrippa's daughter as well. You could look at it that way. It's, it's gotta be one of those two people. That's what, what history tells us. Both of them are very well known, very high level. And Paul is actually reaching Felix. You see here, right. he, he, he was afraid and answered, go away. When I have a convenient time, I will call you. And he talked to him a lot of times during this time. Mm-hmm. And Paul's now witnessing to one of the, the top guys. And we do know that uh, 
Festus comes and, you know, who is even higher up and all that stuff goes on later on that he even gets to witness to, you know, to Caesar before it's over with. So there's a lot of big things going on that way, too. I love, yeah, I, I love that. Like he's not shaken by this. Like, no. I can't pick it past. Like for me, I would be like, uh, I mean, I don't know what I would have done, but that's one thing. Paul would have been a horrible hostage, okay? Because yeah. he's like, oh, you're gonna kill me, man. That's awesome. Thank I get to you. go be with Jesus. Oh, you're gonna hold me here. Cool, because now I get to tell you about my Jesus. <laughs> and actually, in this time where he's <clears throat> going through a lot of this struggle, the Bible actually talks about how he, he's witnessing and the guards are getting saved. Yeah, and that, that's a good point. You know, so there would be a terrible hostage. Uh, he's a horrible hostage. Like, okay, give us thirty dollars for him. <laughs> actually, we'll give you thirty dollars to take him. Yeah. He's like, either way, God's gonna win. And well, I think we need to look at our struggles and and say, you know what? Either way, my father's still on the throne and he always wins. So, I mean, that's encouraging for me. What I define as a win is more important than what heaven defines as a win. Yeah, it's really good. You know, you look at what he had to say and it was it was really cool, but we have to take a break. So we'll be back in a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Morning Breath. Welcome back. You know, I thought it was interesting what uh, 
what it says Paul talked to uh, Felix and his wife Drusilla about. It says, and uh, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning faith in Christ, righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Interesting. Really, he's basically going through basic witnessing things with him. Faith in Christ. That's, you know, if you look at the six foundational doctrines of Christ in Hebrews chapter six, Mm -hmm. the first one is faith in God. You know, it's, you all got to start somewhere. And what does that mean? That you got it all together? No. That you make a decision, you know, if as soon as I quit this or I stop that, I'll, I'll give my heart and life to Christ. No, I came to Christ addicted. I came to Christ sinful. I came to Christ broken. I came to Christ, all those things. And what I found is I couldn't fix any of those things. Mm -hmm. And so I was desperate. And I said, Jesus, can you help me? And he did. And so faith in Christ is where it all starts. And then righteousness is God making you right with him through a supernatural impartation of the righteousness of Christ injected into your life. And only after that does self-control come into it. Amen. And I just want to encourage you, if you're out there struggling, give your life to Christ, trust in his righteousness, and then behavior will follow that. God bless you guys. Have a great day. See you, Pastor David. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.